Hi there, and thanks for joining us. Well, 2018 will go down as a scorcher in the record books, which has an impact on the two guests on this week's podcast. One is in charge of the biggest ice cream producer in the country, and no, it's not that one, while the other works with an army of travel agents at the cutting edge of how that industry now works. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB, building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com. Now, the weather has been extremely unusual this summer, insofar as the sun not only has shone, but it's also been warm. And as a result, we are consuming a lot more of the things that maybe, you know, we wouldn't go overboard on. One of those things is ice cream. And it is more than appropriate then that we have the managing director of Silver Pale Dairy, Ireland's largest ice cream producer with me. Thea Murphy, how are you? Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well. This is manna from heaven for not only the people who enjoy the sunshine, but for an ice cream manufacturer. Good weather is good times. Absolutely. I mean, the sun shining and the temperatures warm, particularly over a sustained period of time, really does make people want to be out and about. It makes people want to have ice cream, probably daily. And yeah, certainly keeps us busy and keeps keeps our machines ticking over faster and faster. So tell me, first of all, a little bit about Silver Pale. You've been knocking around a good while. We have uh, Silver Pale Dairy as a business was started about 40 years ago by my dad. So we've been making ice cream and cream liqueurs for the last 40 years. Um, we service the Irish market and various international markets as well. And so when you were growing up, were you always around ice cream then? Were you always the first person to taste the new product coming out to make sure that it was all right? And well, I suppose not kill anybody, but at least it did taste right. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we would have, as kids, we would have been very involved um, in that end of things, tasting new products. I suppose being around the factory on Saturday mornings and seeing what was happening. Our fr- when we were in primary school, our friends would have often been dragged in to be the tasters and new product development opinion people. So, uh, yeah. Well, we, well, we, well, you were going to be very popular in school if you were <laughs> if you were handing out ice cream samples of a, sun, a Saturday. On occasion, yes. Yeah, yeah, on occasion. Did you get a love for the business watching your dad do it? Yeah, I think when you grow up in a family business, um, there's a lot of enthusiasm and you certainly get immersed in it from a very young age. And, and that does really give you a love for it, I suppose, really. So what happened when you finished school? Did you go straight into the business? Did you go to college? How did it work? Um, no, when I finished school, I did a degree in food technology in UCC. And then I spent a short while working in product development R&D for Kerry Ingredients. And then I came back to the business after a while. Yeah, it was always going to be the case. So you're always going to gravitate back to the mothership, I'd say, were you? Uh, yeah, I, I think it had been decided reasonably early on that, that I was interested and would like to get, get involved. You have 100 employees working uh, at the site in Fermoy. Are they all on the ice cream side or do some of them work on, on the liqueur side? Um, it's a mixture. Um, probably most of them work on the ice cream side. Um, it takes a bit more labour, um, but we certainly have a group of people working on the liqueur side as well. So it's a, co- it's a combination. So let's talk about the process. You, you look at the weather forecast and, and uh, Joanna Donnelly of Met Aaron says there's going to be a heat wave. Is, is there a button you press for panic or does it, <laughs> does it, does it naturally happen at that point? Um, I suppose what we try to do is as we come into the summer, um, so say, you know, May, June, we'll start to ramp up stocks a little bit at that stage, because to be honest, while we might like to be able to press the panic button, there is a bit of a lead time in terms of us 
ordering our cream, getting in our fresh milk and cream and supplies of that, and then also the manufacturing process and all the, the clearance and quality control involved in that takes a few days as well. So, um, yeah, we can't just decide today that we're going to be able to ship 100 extra pallets tomorrow. So there is a little bit of a buffer. So we try to overcome that by, by building stocks a little bit earlier in the season. Now, yours is a business that just doesn't create ice cream for the domestic market. You, you have built it up to a much bigger company. How many, companies, how many countries do you export to? We export in total to maybe about 15 countries. So a combination of various different countries, Ireland, the UK, a few countries in Europe, uh, the Middle East and a few countries, the Far East. We have been known to send some ice cream cakes to Australia, believe it or not. You'd want to have a good freezer on a boat to get it that far, wouldn't you? But the other thing is that the Silver Pale brand isn't necessarily on all of those. So in other words, people are eating your ice cream without knowing it's your ice cream. That's true. I suppose over the years, our business has developed. We have a couple of our own brands and then we do quite a lot of private label and contract manufacturing for various retailers in Ireland, internationally and other contract brands as well. So it's a combination. And I suppose from our perspective, the it's our own brands here in Ireland that we love to be able to grow and promote. But we do, in order to, I suppose, keep the balance of costs right and, and get a, a business of scale in the Irish market, we do look at export as well. How important is raw material? Because we, we always hear um, uh, Board Bia saying how great Irish milk, how great Irish cream is. If you didn't have that ready raw material coming through the door out in Formoy, you probably wouldn't be able to do what you do. No, I mean, if we didn't have the supply of fresh milk and fresh cream that we have, really, firstly, I don't think our international customers would be with us. I mean, that's what they come to us for and the ability to turn it into lovely tasting ice cream. But it really is a fundamental of the business that we can get our our hands on a good source of fresh milk, fresh cream. And we know it's, you know, the best product. It's fresh local product. So that really is the cornerstone of the business. Let's talk about Cremore, which is your new liqueur, which you have in front of you here. Uh, very good, by the way. Anyone who brings samples is always <laughs> welcomed on Red Business every time. Tell me about the rationale behind creating this particular product. I suppose as, as an ice cream business and a cream liqueur business, firstly, that gives us the ability to, to balance the seasonality of our business as well, because while ice cream is all less so than it used to be, but it's still quite a lot about summer, uh, summer enjoyment, summer eating. Cream liqueur, on the other hand, is probably more of a winter product. Um, although we've been doing, with our Cremor now, we've been doing quite a lot of work in terms of iced coffees and making that more of a summer product. But I suppose um, we had been doing quite a lot of contract manufacture of pre cream liqueur so cream liqueur for other people other customers and really with the cremor we thought you know it's time to develop our own brand and we have a fairly good technical knowledge about cream liqueur because they're quite complicated to make but we came up with a cremor which is a product which floats so if you make a coffee or an iced coffee or an irish coffee you can you can float the cremor on top so it's 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 like the it's like the 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 head on the guinness is it more than anything else yeah yeah Oh, yeah, so it, it, it actually floats on top of the glass. Okay, so it, it makes it look like a, a, a Guinness-type yeah. drink. Yeah, Yeah, or an iced coffee, an Irish coffee, really. I suppose it's an, it's an easy and instant Irish coffee. You can just make a coffee and float the cremor on top. Similarly, you can make an iced coffee and float the cremor on top. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the genesis behind it. It was... When we decided to make a cream liqueur, we didn't want it to just be another Me Too product because I suppose our feeling was that there are a lot of cream liqueurs out in the market and you've got a good strong brand leader as well. So really going in with another Me Too product wasn't what we wanted to do. 
So that's why we came up with the, firstly, the Cremorcan float. So it has slightly different use. I mean, you can still drink it as a normal cream liqueur as well, but it does have a few different uses. Now, the other thing is, what's the proof on this? Uh, are we talking serious, serious alcohol in this? <laughs> I suppose it's similar to most, in that way, it is similar to most cream liqueurs. It's 17% alcohol. That's a pretty good percentage now. You're, yeah. not, you're not going to knock that. Is this where you're going to see a lot of growth over the next few years, do you think? Um, yes, I, I, we certainly plan to see we've got some salespeople on the road now in the U.S. and a distribution arrangement with some distributors in the U.S. So certainly we would see the U.S. market as being a good market for growth for Cremor. Is that the advantage of being an established company that is already exporting, that you know the channels to go down? Because there's a lot of companies right now in the startup phase who might have a good product, rush to market too quickly, don't take the right steps and end up falling over. Experience counts, does it? Um, I think experience certainly counts in terms of yeah figuring out, particularly with alcohol, because it's such a regulated market. Having said that, even though we've been manufacturing cream liqueur for other people for a good number of years, there's been a learning curve for us even in terms of import or exporting the product into the US market and into other markets for, for ourselves because there's such an amount of regulation and red tape and licenses and it's, it's a very complicated market. So certainly, I suppose we're coming at it with a bit of experience. So I imagine it would be quite difficult and, and, a, and a fairly big hurdle for someone coming at it with no experience. Well, you certainly have the experience behind you. It is a hugely successful company and people listening right now have probably eaten Silver Pale without even knowing that they had something that was manufactured by your family and the staff you have up in uh, Fermoy. Uh, Thea Murphy, Managing Director of Silver Pale Dairy. Fingers crossed the summer stays good. Thank you for joining us on Red Business. Thank you, Jonathan. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuB.com. Now, summer holidays are very much in everyone's mind at the moment. And of course, with the weather having been so good, uh, an Irish holiday looked like a good option. But lots of people still want to go abroad. And how do they find that perfect holiday and if not perfect at least the holiday that suits well my next guest has been in the travel business for 20 years and works with a company that has a galaxy of stars telling you where to go on your holidays bernie whelan business development executive at travel counselors how are you i'm very well jonathan thank you thanks for having me tell me what travel counselors do Okay, so travel counsellors essentially sell holidays. Uh, they run their own business under our model. So we have our head office here in Cork and we have 75 travel counsellors throughout the country working under our model. Uh, they run their own travel business. Um, the beauty about them is they don't open nine till six. So it's all about when it suits the client to speak about their holiday. So whether that be in the evening, if somebody's really busy during the day, working Monday to Friday, they don't want to spend Saturday queuing up in an agency, our travel agents or our travel counsellors can speak to you in the evening or at a time that suits our customers. Now, I have found this, as I'm getting older, I'm getting crankier, which I think is a fairly standard thing in life. But, you know, I can't find anything to watch on Netflix anymore. And when I went looking to book a summer holiday this year, the volume of holidays, the choices, the flights, my head was absolutely wrecked. Am I alone in, in seemingly being unable to book a, a proper family package holiday online? 
No, absolutely not. And I think you're right. You've just said it there. The, the selection is too much. And before you know it, you're on the internet for four hours and have lost four hours of your life. So, you know, it's really, really difficult to find the right thing for you, for your family. And I know what Travel Cancer is, our ethos is we're care and it's all about customer service. So we have to ensure that um, our Travel Cancers find the right holiday for you um, that suits you so that, you know, you don't choose the wrong thing on the internet and end up having a nightmare of a holiday that you've worked really, really hard for all year. We get it right for you. See, the thing is, Fado, Fado, the travel agent would have said, I've been to that resort or I know what that's like or Mary over there. See Mary over there? Mary had a great time over there. You don't have that level of expertise on the internet. Do you have it with travel counsellors? Will they have a lot more experience of the, the type of place that you might end up going to? Absolutely. And the beauty is because we have 75 in Ireland, we also behind that have um, our head office in Cork and we also have our global travel counsellors. So between us all, um, somebody will have been where you want to go. Um, And we have excellent internal communication where we can find that information out from each other. So all of that expertise is vast. Um, We have... Uh, travel counsellors in South Africa, in Australia, in Belgium, the Netherlands, all of those different countries. So between the 1,700 of them, one of them will have been where you want to go. The internet was said to have killed the travel agency, but did it just kill a type of travel agency model rather than the entire industry? And have you found more people coming back now? Absolutely. Um, Luckily for us, um, our customers understood the value of having a travel counsellor during the recessionary times. And it was all about having somebody who would find the perfect holiday for you. Um, And it wasn't just about the package holidays for a week or two weeks. It's more tailor-made to our customers and unique experiences for our customers is what we mostly sell and look for. Do you find then, as a result, you've got a lot of crazy stuff? I I want to be fed grapes by a monkey on top of a tree in Borneo, that kind of thing. Well, all of that is amazing. That's what our people want. They want those experiences. When they come home, they want their... um, memories to last longer than their tan you know and it has to be when they're talking to their friends a year later they're still recalling those vivid imageries of you know the Serengeti or Rocky Mountaineer in Canada or you know experiences in Vietnam spice markets in Istanbul all of that they want something unique and different you're really coming home from a holiday you want something you can bore people with which was how fantastic my holiday was compared to how miserable your existence was when you weren't on my holiday that's pretty much what we're looking for in life isn't it exactly that's exactly it yeah <laughs> the business model is a, is a clever one because oh, you've 75 right now and are they all effectively self-employed is that how it works that's correct they're all self-employed and um yes we've 75 through the length and breadth of the country from Donegal over to Louth down to Wexford over to West Cork so yeah um it is they've mainly come directly from travel agents so they've worked in travel agents before and then joined um under our model because they wanted the flexibility to a earn what they whatever they wanted to earn there's no limit and b have the flexibility of not having to work nine to six or work you know in the evenings or in Saturdays and I'm guessing that is going to suit predominantly women who may have had to step out or found it difficult because of child 
care and all that kind of stuff to do the nine to five. They can still do their job. They can still apply their expertise, but they do it in, in their time rather than the time of somebody else. Exactly. Now, we do have 12 men um, as travel counsellors as well, so we won't forget the lads. But yes, it's brilliant in terms of, you know, if somebody wants to collect their daughter from school or, you know, there's a a ballet recital that's on at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon and they really, really want to be there. Our ethos is it is all about your family and your loved ones and your friends. Work your job around that um, and vice versa. And it works for both the customers and for our travel counsellors as well and their families. We were talking about the type of experience that people would have on their holidays but do you have to have something to match every budget like somebody who wants to spend five grand on a holiday bully for them and they can have their five star luxury but do you cater for somebody going I've got 800 quid me and herself want to go on a nice break somewhere go fix it does it work that way too Absolutely. We do everything. We do everything from city breaks to cruise holidays to honeymoons to once in a lifetimes. So we, what we do, or what our travel counsellors do, do is the beauty of it is they would have a consultation with the client, with the customer. What is it you want? What's your budget? You know, where would you like to go? Where have you been before? All of those kind of questions are asked. And then we find the perfect holiday for that customer and their budget. You've had great growth. What You've had 50% growth, I think, um, over the last couple of years. It, it is continuing to grow. And I, I was joking about the internet killing the travel agent, but it really just killed that, that high street model. Do you see this is how it's going to grow in the future, that more and more this is going to migrate online, not with me being frustrated, but finding somebody who will do the job for me? Exactly. And it's not only finding somebody to do the job for you, but to do, to do that job right um, and find that perfect holiday for you. We recently had two travel agents who shut down their own agencies to come in under our model. So it definitely is the way forward. Are you Absolutely. looking for more people to sign up if you, if you are out there and maybe you don't like the nine to five or maybe the idea of sitting in a shop uh, interacting face to face with members of the public isn't for you? How can they join you? Absolutely. Um, we have three entries um, into our model. The first one is if you're already working in an existing travel agency and want to leave and run your own business under our license and brand and model, you can do that. Um, or if you have been out of travel for a couple of years, as you mentioned earlier about mums having babies and all of that, if you've left the, agent, uh, the, the business for a few years and wanted to come back in, we have what we call our return to travel model that you can come in and join us under. And then our final one is what we call academy so this might be for example somebody who worked in the bank they got redundancy throughout the year they always loved travel they were extensively traveled and they they really really wanted to run their own business so we've taken on a few people like that as well and they're doing exceptionally well so yeah so you have those entry levels. last question i have to ask you bernie do you have nice holidays do you go somewhere nice I have amazing, amazing holidays. Yeah, I wouldn't be in this business if that wasn't um, one of the options for me. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, Bernie Whelan, Business Development Executive at Travel Counselors, the website for people who want to have a look and uh, maybe have a chat with one of you guys. Yeah, um, if you just go on to, if you're looking for your local travel counsellor, if you go on to www.travelcounsellors.ie, if you're looking to talk to somebody about a possible career in travel counsellors, 0818-332003. Bernie Whelan, thank you for joining us on Red Business. Thank you. Neve Hennessy produced, and don't forget, if you have a story that you want to share, our email address is redbusiness at redfm.ie. We'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB, Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com.